open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Mugwon Tower, Mugwon Tower, this is Albatross 1-3, requesting permission to land. Over. I don't need a computer to tell me how to land a damn airplane. Six. Heads up display, check. Five. Lasers, check. Four. Particle beam, check. Three. Photon bolts, check. Two. Chair control, check. One. Let's do it. Broadcasting from a secret underground location somewhere in Moss Eisley, this is the Docking Bay 77 Podcast. Make yourself comfortable. The show is about to start. Welcome to the Docking Bay 77 podcast. I am your host, Dayton Johnson, and hello. How's it going? Welcome to this episode. And, you know, one of the things I really, truly enjoy about doing this podcast is I get to talk about lots of great music with a lot of good friends. And since I couldn't find any good friends, I invited these guys instead. So welcome to the podcast again, uh, Eric Brock. How's it going, Eric? Uh, if I was any better, vitamins would take me. <laughs> Very nice. Wait, I'm going to write that down. I got to write that one down. Um, and uh, John Wright, welcome back. How's it going, John? Oh, well, how about you? Um, you know, I'm good. It's, you know, it's winter and it sucks, but hey, whatever. Uh, and Tim Brown, how's it going, Tim? Sharon! Channeling my it's, inner Aussie tonight. It's Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's here in the room with us. Uh, just don't piss yourself and snort a bunch of ants. Okay, I don't want to see that. All right. There was a bat outside the window <laughs> earlier. <I'm... laughs> uh, yes, uh, subtle hints are telling you this episode is an Ozzy Osbourne episode. Uh, We're going over the mountain and flying high again because you can't kill rock and roll. That's right. We are discussing Ozzy's diary. Of a madman. Now, uh, no, Tim said, "No, wait, 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 wait! You, yeah, you, you, you got three puns there on on the album. There's five other songs. So tonight, believers, we're going to be playing with our little dolls. And for those of you with the Docking Bay '77 secret decoder ring, your exclusive code is S A T O. Then later, we'll be reading an excerpt from the diary of a madman. Did, did I miss any? Did, did we get everything in there? Not the whole there. album." Uh, what an ass. Anyway, <laughs> I do what I can. I yes. do what I can. <laughs> We're off to a roaring start. This is going to be fun. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm already laughing too much. Okay. So uh, there's a lot of things that stand out about this particular album, uh, especially the fact that it was the last studio album with Randy Rhodes on it. So uh, Tim has prepared some history on this wonderful guitar player. We lost way too soon. Tim, what do you got for us? Well, Randy Rhodes was born in California, December 6th, 1956. Um, 
He was the co-founder and the original guitarist of heavy metal band Quiet Riot uh, before they had a record deal. And then he joined Ozzy Osbourne's band and played on two solo albums, The Blizzard of Oz and tonight's topic, The Diary of a Madman. Then he tragically died March 19th of 1982 in a plane crash uh, while he was on tour with Ozzy in Florida. Yeah, it was a stupid plane crash. It wasn't even, they were just flying around, around. Fun, basically. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. 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 It w- wasn't Completely. even like they were going from show to show. It's just, you know, screwing around. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a freaking shame. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just the idea of what he could have done had he uh, not done that. Had more time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. All right. Uh, so, uh, John, uh, what notes do you have about the production of the album? About the production of the album, well, as we stated earlier, Diary of the Madman is Ozzy's second solo album and his last with Randy Rhodes. It is also the last to feature drummer Lee Kearslake and bassist Bob Dalesley, who were not credited as being on the album at all when the album was released. It was credited to um, Rudy Sarzo and Tommy Aldridge, who, and Aldridge, to his credit, has said again and again and again in interviews, if you listen to the drumming, you know it's not me. Uh, there's a bit of controversy about the album because of that. Um, it was recorded in three weeks from February to March, 1981 at Ridge farm studio in Rusper, England released October, 1981 produced by, and I'm sorry, my notes are a mess because my life is a mess. (laughs) Same dude. (laughs) <laughs> it's a safe this is a safe space john it's a safe is space a safe space well okay <laughs> oh got it there we go i'm sorry produced by max norman ozzy osbourne and randy rhodes and to date has sold in the neighborhood of three million plus copies it's not too bad not too bad at all all right um so thoughts feelings memories of this particular album eric what have you got for us <laughs> I don't buckle up. Already, want to start. Off, yeah, I don't want to start off necessarily like this, but of course, I'm going to. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> I can't help but think how great this album would be, and actually, Blizzard of Oz would be um, with a really good singer, um, which Ozzy oh. isn't. <laughs> uh, well, you're not wrong. Straight <laughs> for the um, jugular. I've, I've <laughs> never been a. I've never been a huge fan of Ozzy's voice, uh, but in more recent years, I've I've even really I've really started to almost hate it. Um, I think he's one of the weakest singers that is like really famous at the same time, in my opinion. No, so, but you hate to start off like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of thinking wow. more along the lines of, "Hey, when did you hear this album first, or whatever?" But <laughs> honestly, I mean, it, it's so old. I don't even remember. I'm sure I heard like some tracks on like, you know, WEBN back in the day. Right, 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 right. Um, I know Flying High again, whenever that song comes on, I it always makes me think of getting ready in the morning for school. So <laughs> I, I must have heard. Yeah, that, that was, I mean, it was probably yeah. on EBN every right. morning from yeah. the time it was released till probably, probably this morning. 
Yeah. And whenever I woke up getting ready for school, the first thing I did was turn the radio on and, and just le- left it on the whole time I was getting ready. So right, right. I, I'm sure I heard other songs, but for some reason that one always makes me think of that. But I mean, I, I, I doubt I heard it when it was new because I would only have been like 11 or 12. Right. Um, but maybe I did, but I, I, I mean, I was definitely, when I actually have memories of it, I was definitely in high school. So. All right. All right. Uh, John. Yeah. Uh, memories. I have no memory of this album. Um, <laughs> I, I have never listened. I have never listened, listened to it in its entirety. Gandalf and we, Moria here. <laughs> until we were, until we were prepping for this episode. So all I right. knew from it were the singles basically. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. Tim. Well, I remember other people talking about this album a lot, like in high school, but I, I came to Ozzy later. I didn't really get into Ozzy and probably until the nineties. Um, it was that whole, <clears throat> there were, there were the subgroups of, of the rockers in high school. You know, you had your, you had your pop rockers, you had your metal heads, and then you just had your, your, uh, your potheads. <laughs> and it seemed like the, the pothead crowd, which I tended to, to shy away from, was was the ones that were more into like Deep Purple and Ozzy and Black Sabbath. All right. All right. I can see that. Yep. Um, well, I was lucky enough to have an older brother that listened to Ozzy. And um, so, yeah, it was one of those that I kind of grew up on him. I was more familiar with him as a solo artist than him with uh, Sabbath. Um, and my brother owned, you know, all the solo Ozzy stuff. Uh, I do remember watching him being interviewed on the David Letterman show uh, around the time that he'd, you know, bit the head off the bat and had to tell that story and about all the rabies shots he got. And um, I'm, I swear he was, he was, you know, drunk or stoned or whatever when he was on that because he was in, you know, you could barely understand him then. And it hasn't really got much better over the years. So, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's one of those things I just remember from uh, um as a kid. And it's one of those things also that when I got older, I started going back and buying uh, stuff that I didn't own as a kid. This was one of the first solo Ozzy albums I bought. Um, I did go see him in concert when uh, Metallica was opening up for him on the ultimate sin tour. Uh, That was a pretty good show. Um, He was just being Ozzy walking back and forth across the stage, you know, and clapping a lot. So, um, but yeah, uh very good okay so uh we are going to go track by track and uh discuss each one in turn so uh the first track over the mountain eric what do you have to say about this one uh, i think it's a good opener for the album uh it's got a killer riff and you'll hear me say this a lot throughout this it's got really great guitar work uh which probably doesn't shock anybody since right. it was randy um you know, just a, just a really good opener. It's you know, it's a song everybody knows. I think who's you know, familiar with the album.
uh, I don't, there's nothing that I really don't like about it. So that's, we're off to a good start as far as that's concerned. <laughs> All right, John, anything to add? I'll have to agree with pretty much everything Eric said. Um, this is one of the ones that I was familiar with um, from Ozzy. And then my buddies in Striper did a phenomenal cover of this a few years ago on their covers um, album, the covering um, highly recommend checking that out, but yeah, this is a, this is a fun one. This is a, this is a great opener. This is um, this is Ozzy doing what Ozzy does best and tell a story that probably really only makes sense to Ozzy, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, but yeah, it, it's a great, it, it is a really strong opener to this album. All right, Tim. Yeah, yeah, strong opener. I mean, the the drums just kind of blast out at you and hit you in the face, and then you're on for the ride. Right. Yeah. I. It is definitely a strong opener. It's heavy and to the point. Uh, I. The mix is nice. Like every instrument is well represented. Um, and Ooh. there's also uh, I like how if you listen to it through uh, each verse. Uh, Randy kind of adds a little bit to uh, the riff they're playing. It's the same riff, but he changes it just a little bit each time uh, to make it a little more interesting. I, I noticed that uh, yeah. on a recent, you know, re, really sat down and put the headphones on and listened to it. And I was like, I didn't really notice that before. So um, he does that consistently throughout the album, um, changing up things just a little bit. And uh, which is, which is pretty awesome. Make sure it's, you know, keeps it interesting. So uh, that's something I noticed. Um yeah, now I got I got a question. Does maybe I'm alone on this? Does does everybody really like the mix on this album? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Three Dayton to one. Is alone on this. Yeah. <laughs> what else is new? Come on. <laughs> my my big complaint with this album is for all Randy's greatness and and his you know great guitar work on this album. This album feels in places very thin and flat from the guitars yep like there's was... places where like i notice when when there's clean guitars or acoustics and keyboards that you get this kind of full lush feeling but then the electric distorted guitars kick in and it all just kind of shrinks can we go ahead and get into it then? Like right this early? <laughs> Hang on. I need my seatbelt. I need my seatbelt. Seat All right. <laughs> Let's go, Eric. Go, go, the, go, go. The fact that as for as good as Randy Rhodes was, his guitar tone, in my opinion, is not very good. It's uh and, and I don't know if if it was if that comes from the production of the album. Or if maybe Randy's amp tone and guitar tone just wasn't that great. I mean, it, yeah. it works. It works a little better for his solos because that kind of tone can you know really cut through the mix, right? But right. Um, as far as like rhythm guitars go and stuff like that, like Tim said, it does seem a little thin or a lot thin, depending on you know what song you're listening to. Well, just when I, I you know when I think of guitar players that have really really good tone, Randy's definitely not one that jumps to you know on my list. Right. I'm, well, I, I'm pretty much in agreement there with you. Well, you'd made that comment early on, uh, like last week in the text message. And uh, and I kind of laughed it off. And then the more I listened to it, I will yep. say that it's um, it definitely is not forefront. Uh, and which is surprising considering how good he was. And honestly, I think part of that was Ozzy influenced. 
Um, he didn't have that control in Sabbath. And I think he had the control now. And I don't think he wanted, I mean, I don't, I, maybe he just was afraid to have people outshine him and Randy was definitely going to do that regardless. So, but yeah, I, I noticed that, um, after you made the comment that, yeah, it's not, it's definitely not where I would like by comparison around the same time, a Van Halen album, you're it's it, you know, Eddie, you're going to hear Eddie. And then this, you're kind of like, but you know, where is, where is the guitar sound? So yeah, I agree. I do agree. I, I was just saying how, as far as when it comes to hearing all the different instruments, that was mainly what I meant by a mix, but yes, I, I, I I agree that, uh, he does not there's clarity in the mix you can hear yes. everything yeah. individually yes mm-hmm. there's a very narrow frequency range that the guitar has and that just leads to that what i keep saying the thin sound it just it has no impact no matter how loud i turn this album up the guitars never punch me in the chest yeah i had right. read in, in an interview that uh, i forget who was who they were interviewing but they had said Randy had stated that he was not happy with the sound on this album, that he felt very rushed and stuff on his guitar parts. And then I was in some other research. I was, I found Rolling Stone's review of the album when the album came out. And it's kind of interesting piggybacking on what Dayton said. They, and a quote unquote, the songs here are little more than riffs with a vocal line pasted on top. And they referred to Rhodes as a junior league Eddie Van Halen. Ouch. Wow. Uh, That's kind of harsh. If he wasn't happy with the tone on, on, on this album, he wasn't happy with Blizzard of Oz either because yeah, right. they sound almost that identical to me. Yeah. I was just going to say most guitar gods, as you, you know, you know, quote unquote, you think of have good tone. And it's like, Randy's like the, the one guitar God that I don't, that I think didn't. And, I mean, I, I think, think drums, Randy was I think the a great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, drums, that, sound, drums great. sound good. I think Randy was a great guitar player who did not have enough time in the studio to find his sound yet. He really hadn't found his space yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, he didn't really get a chance. I mean. Recording in three weeks, that's pretty quick. So you know they weren't going to give him uh, the time he really probably wanted and uh, and needed. So It well, takes you... Tim a year to do a song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tim, that's a half-assed sh- one. <laughs> Aren't they all half-assed? Anyway. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, just oh, kidding. I'm so flattered. You noticed I've been losing weight. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. All right. Let's get back to the actual album now. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is still track one. What right. album are we doing? I forgot. <laughs> Apparently we're talking about Tim's ass, so I don't know. Oh, All right. This is going to be a long show. <laughs> it's going to be the name of my final EP. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, track number two, Flying High Again. Uh, John, what do you have to say about this one? This is probably the one I was most familiar with off the album. Um, again, like you guys said, this was probably on EBN at least, oh, 20 some odd times a day. <laughs> at uh, least. <laughs> probably. On a slow know, day. <laughs> yeah, on a slow day. You know, um, this is a good one. It's, I don't know, it's typical Aussie. There's, 
to me, there's no real, there's no real flash or bang to it, but it's the, but there's nothing wrong with it either. It's just a, it's just a straight ahead rock song. It's just a straight ahead solo Ozzy song. All right. All right. Tim, wow. anything? Honestly, I think flying high again is probably, I don't know if it's my favorite riff on the album, but it's the one that seems to jump out in my mind when I think about Ozzy with Randy, that, that I think it's the most kinda, memorable. Yeah. It's the, most it, memorable. It's, it's the one that jumps out to me. Uh, the, the riff in the chorus, uh, you know, the main riff of the song, just it, it, it's memorable. It gets in my brain and, and it's just there permanently. All right, Eric, does, does anybody else think the intro would be better without the, Oh no's Oh no's. I mean, yes. I, I think if it was just like an instrumental intro without Ozzy's vocals, one, yeah, I think it, the intro would be a lot better. It feels like they were trying to give like a live album. This is this is the stuff Ozzy does, you know, his stage banter live, and they were trying to do it on an album, and it just it's just flat. It doesn't work. I think um, I got a note here. I, 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 the second half of the verse, which I, you know, like you know, Mama's gonna worry that part. Um, that in the pre-chorus, I think, are better than the actual chorus. All right, no, I, I see that. Yeah, I yeah. Hear that. Lyrically, yeah. I, I agree. It's yeah. it has a well. I don't I don't pay any attention to Ozzy's lyrics because they're usually dumb. I'm just talking <laughs> about the melody line and stuff like that. But it's got a great solo in it as well. Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, yes, it does. Yeah, um, yeah. It's one of it's I, it's a great follow up to the opening track. Um, it it, it keeps also keeps the energy going uh, from uh, track one to track two. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's definitely one we all heard uh, a whole lot on the radio for sure. So, all right, track number three, uh, you can't kill rock and roll. Tim, what say you? You know, when I listen to this song, <clears throat> I'm. My my opinion is I really got into Ozzy a lot more in the 90s when Zach joined the band. And there were a lot of those big acoustic intro songs, you know, no more, um, you know, um, Mama, I'm Coming Home right. kind of stuff. And they had these big, big arrangements to them. And the intro to You Can't Kill Rock and Roll, it it kind of has that feeling that early on, which kind of surprised me kind of that it had that kind of big arrangement kind of almost overproduced sound to it uh but then again the the uh distorted part comes in and suddenly the song shrinks yeah now am i the, am i the only one that that hear, hears a little bit of fractured mirror in the acoustic intro 
the Ace Frehley Fractured Murder. I'm getting that tone from the guitar. Uh, uh, similar sound. I don't. I don't know that I that my brain relates the two though. Uh, for some reason, mine does. But I'm, you know, I overdosed on Kiss as a kid, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of hear that, but no, yeah, I like I like the song. I like the song. Eric, Eric, what do you have to say about this one? Uh, I don't really care for the vocal and the verses. Um, All right. On a personal note, I really hate the way he says "okay, okay." I, that hurts me every time I hear it. Um, but I really like the pre-chorus and the chorus, um, and you know, great guitar work as usual. Yeah, yeah, for sure. John, yeah, I, I kind of said my my piece on it. I, I do like it. It's it's one that I wasn't super duper familiar with. I had heard it. I don't know that I'd ever heard or paid attention to the intro until listening to it, you know, recently for this, but it's, it, it's a good song. Again, lyrically it's Ozzy's gibberish and it's, um, <laughs> I mean, every song is pretty much Ozzy's gibberish. Um, and <laughs> that's what we love about Ozzy is his gibberish. So, you know, <laughs> or that's what we hate about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a love. hate thing. I mean, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I like how um, if you listen, how each verse is just a little bit different musically. Um, the first one is pretty stripped down, just the the acoustic sound. Uh, the second one, you have that uh, extra Aussie track. It's a little deeper than the main one. And then the third one, um, you keep the distorted guitar uh, that goes to the chorus all the way through the verse. Um, I like that. Uh, it keeps it fresh. It keeps a little different. Um, and as I mentioned before, they seem, uh, Randy, I don't know if it's him that's doing that, but I, I like that production idea that every verse is a little bit different. Um, and yeah, it does have a great riff, I think. I would so. venture a guess that's Randy's idea because I think oh, you're probably right. prob- of the guys involved, he was probably the most musical literate, I'm sure. Right. Coming from, you know, where he came from with, you know, his mom, you know, running a music school and stuff. So. You know, I'm, I'm going to sure, defend sure Ozzy for a second and and say Ozzy gives me hope <laughs> because if Ozzy can can be this popular this many years into his career, it, it gives me hope that that you don't have to be a brilliant musician to be a successful artist. Well, <laughs> let's be honest he he rode great guitar players' coattails his entire career. Yeah, that you man know. knows how to do it with the best no the, the woman behind the man knows how well to yes yeah oh, she's a whole other Could topic be, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah she's <laughs> sharon other, is a whole other topic you know yeah. god bless she, ozzy he doesn't know what day it is half the time so <laughs> uh okay next track track number four uh believer eric what do you have to say about this one uh average track in my opinion uh that's about the 
all I can say about it. I think the chorus is the weakest part of the song. Um, but it's just, it's, you know, I don't turn it off, but I, it's average. All right. All right, John. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to agree for me. This is where the album kind of hits the eh, spot. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing stand out about it to me. It's, it's, I'm not going to, I didn't skip it every time I listened to it. I didn't skip anything on this, um, after multiple listens, but it just, uh, there's other stuff I like better. All right, Tim. Um, John said something earlier about one of the, the reviews of it feeling like, a <clears throat> what did you say? It was, um, it was lyrics pasted over, um, riffs. No, no, something, it was something with Van Halen. Oh, Junior League Van Halen. Junior League Van Halen. That was Bust- it. And bustling with chops, but somewhat short on imagination. Yeah, and this song really feels like w- we need something that kind of sounds like Running with the Devil, and uh, it just kind of it's just kind of eh. Well, okay, um, <laughs> Dayton, do you like it? <laughs> Go out on a limb, Dayton. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, I'm, the the branch is gonna break. Um, this. <laughs> I actually I like the groove to the song. Um, it's it uh, has a little more what I guess motion is the way I kind of make it, it feels when I listen to it. Uh, it's a little different than the rest of the album. I think the drums kind of stand out. Maybe uh, the not, most like Sabbath. Uh, it I does have fair. a kind of a Sabbath yeah, feel. I, I think can, that's I, yeah, fair. and then maybe that's why I still like it because I you know it's it's probably the most Sabbath song on here. If you think about it, you know, but true, uh, true. Yeah, that's true. But but yeah, I, I just kind of like the groove to it. You know, I think it's pretty good solo in there too. So. You know, to, to be fair, I, there's not a single song on here I don't like. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I, I, hmm. I didn't. The, there's no skippers on here for me. There's nothing I uh, go. Oh, not this track. So, all right, uh, let's pick up the needle, flip over the record, and hit side two. Uh, Little dolls, uh, John. What you got to say about this one? Uh, it's a, it's an okay song. I get a very, you know, like Tim. I got into Ozzy in the '90s primarily, so this kind of gives me a little bit of. a for some reason, I get a little bit of a Mr. Tinker or Crazy Babies, Mr. Tinker Chain trite vibe to it. You know, um, again, not quite sure what he's going for here, lyric wise. Um, he probably Ozzie, doesn't either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying not to. I'm, I'm trying not to rag on you know Ozzy too much. He's you know he's had a rough way to go. Um, but I, I get this vibe from Ozzy when he does stuff like this. Is and this is okay. I'm ragging on Ozzy, but um, <laughs> it almost comes off like a poor man's Alice Cooper. Um, he's trying. Yeah. He's trying to be. He's trying to be. You know, this horror shot guy, and he just. It's just. I don't know. It's not effective, and I. I kind of get that vibe from this song that I could see. You know, uh, this being a you know a Cooper song, um, but were a cooper song this would have been a cool cooper song <laughs> yeah 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 that's true yeah <laughs> alice uh, would have run with this <laughs> yeah all right 
Tim, what do you got to say? Um, I'm I'm kind of with John on this one. It's 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 not my favorite song on the album. I don't skip it, but I'm not really sure what what he was trying to go for with it. I think that's probably why I don't skip it because each time I'm trying to go, okay, there's something here I'm missing. What is it? Yeah, yeah. And I listen <laughs> and I'm like, no, didn't get it that time. I'm <laughs> <laughs> almost afraid to ask. Eric, what do you think about this one? <laughs> you know what? I used to never listen to this when I was young, but I, I really like this song now. All right. Um, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, I I think it's a good way to open up side two. Good, uh, nice uh, drum opening. And particularly, I think the uh, bass stands out a lot on this track. And I think it has a cool bridge as well. So I like the song, yeah, you know, definitely. so for the most part, I really don't worry about Ozzy's lyrics. Um, I, I will say that I do notate um, in my notes, the lyrics I like. Um, we haven't really got there yet. So, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those, you just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, I'm just listening to the guitar. So, all right. Uh, next track tonight, uh, Tim, uh, what do you have to say about this track? This one's probably my least favorite song on the album. Really? Yeah. I thought, I thought, that, I just I kind of... about the intro. Like there's, there's, there's this feeling in the oh. intro that I just don't get it. Oh like I don't understand God. what he's going for. <laughs> oh my uh, Lord. All right. Uh, Eric, I have in it now. <laughs> the bass hook is perfect. The bass hook is perfection. Yeah. Um, if this song was done by a really great singer, it could have been a hit. I think um, it's definitely the most commercial song on the record. That's yeah. it. And I, that's my be favorite what I track don't like on the record. About it. Is it, it okay? I cool. feel like it's the worst Ozzy song on the album. But yeah, I think if it was a different singer, I I might like it a little more. It's it's by far my favorite song on the album. It's got a great outro solo. Yes, yeah. it does. It's yeah, yeah, it's my solo, the, the solo is really good. You're that's right. my favorite solo on the album, actually. But it's real catchy. And like I said, I mean, if I had anything negative to say about it, which I don't even think on this one it's really a negative, but it would be Ozzy's vocals. I mean, it's just because he's not that great of a singer. There's right. just something like said, in the intro that that puts me off there. And I'm like, oh, what it's is this going so on melodic? There? I think that's a perfect book. Yeah, for yeah. yeah. yeah it, it rubs me the wrong way. I don't know why.
Because yeah. usually I'm with you, Eric, on, you know, if, if it's got a good hook, if it's got a good melodic hook, then I'm, I'm all in. And this one, for some reason, just just doesn't hook me. Hmm. All right. That shocks me. I figured you'd like that one. Yeah, it, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike this one. It's um, definitely Ozzy's most, it's the most pop or pop oriented song on this album. It's yeah. this, like Eric said, had it been sung by almost anyone else <laughs> it would have been no. And that's not, that's not a rag. Um, it's just, it's not a rag, man. It's just, it's, it, his vocals don't work for this song they don't work for the genre this song is in doesn't fit ozzy it's it's more of a it's more of a present day ozzy genre almost than it was at that time i think he did a pretty good job on this one vocally considering how limited his limited range yeah Yeah. i mean it 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 works in this it 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 works but it doesn't work at the same time if that makes any sense at all so um, but no, I, I do like it. Um, you know, having never really been exposed to this side of the album before, because growing up, all I heard were the, like the first three songs were the right. radio. <laughs> yeah, those are the and ones that radio plays. Yeah. So this one, this one's kind of a sleeper, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And it, it, like I said a few minutes ago, it puts me in vibe of the more contemporary stuff he's done now. Um, a little bit slower, a little more pop oriented, a little, you know. Um, so yeah, it's it it's it's definitely not a skipper. All right, um, I do like the song. Uh, I think the keyboards stand out as well on this one. Uh, it, it, I kind of feel like throughout the record, um, every, there's at least, you get to hear everybody um, at least a couple times shine aside from uh, Randy. But uh, I like the song, and uh, you know, it's yeah, like I said, there's not a song on here. I don't like so and I agree had had there been a better vocalist on this yeah it definitely would have been like a top 10 hit because it is a uh it is a commercial track now would you call it a power ballad borderline yeah, maybe mm-hmm. yeah borderline power ballad mm-hmm. yeah it has some of the elements but you know yeah sure. all right moving on um uh next track S A T O uh Eric what do you have to say about this one? Well, I there there are two songs on this album that I skip. So those at home that are keeping track can probably <laughs> guess what the other track is. Um, I this one I think the intro is boring and too long. I have several notes here. Uh, good <laughs> guitar, but I don't care for the vocals. Seems like a running trend. Yeah, there's a theme. Um, <laughs> so, and I. Does anybody know what it means? I, I've heard some say uh, Sharon Arden, Thelma Osborne, and then some say sailing around the ocean. So it does. Nobody. I don't think it really means anything. I I don't. Yeah, I have no idea what it stands. For. I meant to look it up. But, yeah. Supposedly, there's a bootleg where in his intro to this song, Ozzy screams, "Let's let's go sail around the ocean." So I guess maybe that's where that came from. I don't know. But, yeah. Well, yeah, there is kind of an ocean theme in the lyrics, but yeah, I have no idea what that stands for. But uh, anybody else where, like where I didn't, where I didn't like tonight, and you do, Eric, and you don't like this one, I do. I love this song. <laughs> yeah, I love this, this song. Probably my my favorite of the ones I was less familiar with. John, you want to add anything? Are you going to duck and cover? Uh, 
Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I, I mean, I'm about ready to get a bunch of arrows slung at me if I add what I'm really thinking about adding. Well, go um, ahead, man. Yeah, You're safe. Uh, you, my, my thoughts Sweet. on this one? S-H-I-T. Oh, man. Ah! <laughs> Shit sandwich. Yeah. Where, where's, the, where's, the, where's the damn sound effect? <laughs> I'll as, drop as, that as in later. Damn! As, as, as far as this album goes, I'm I'm in league with Eric on this one. This is one of the weaker tracks. On the album. What? You guys are on crack. We got we got a split uh, decision here. Uh, me and Dayton versus John and Eric. <laughs> Sorry, because my notes. I I love the main riff. Uh, I think the whole song is really good. Yes, I like the opening. Um, and everybody's just jamming along and having a good time. And it's another really good solo. I and, do think, I do know? think the intro goes on a little too long, but, but once the song gets moving, I, I like it. Yeah. I actually, this, uh, this ties for uh, one of my favorite songs. So, um, but yeah, I just, I think the song does pretty much everything right. So that's just me. Now, moving on to the title track, uh, Diary of a Madman. John, you go first. Uh, my only real thought is, again, this is, it's not a bad song. I just find it kind of boring. Um, All right. <laughs> you know, and it's weird that the title track of the album is the last track on the album. That's a little strange. It's usually, you know, lead off or first or second song so i don't know it just the last two songs in the album i don't dislike them entirely um but i just you know i if i were to skip these are probably the ones i skip wow okay uh tim <laughs> thoughts i i i like it better than john <laughs> that's, that's not saying much <laughs> yeah i uh it's not my favorite song on the album, but I'd, I'd probably put it in in the middle of the pack for for my ranking of it. All right, Eric. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Title track. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's probably Dayton's favorite song because it's. I think it's the weakest track on the album. So, well, you're right. It is my favorite song, and it's not yeah, the weakest so, track yeah. on the album. In my opinion, I'm just it's the glad I'm not the album. And <laughs> obviously, it's the other one that I usually skip. So, wow. boy, we are funny. all over of, the map on this one. Wow. <laughs> what is so funny is Eric, out of the four of us, Eric is the one I know the least, and he and I agree the most on this album. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm um, probably the least musically talented out of this bunch. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah, it's actually, like I said, it tied with the last one for my favorite track. Um, I like the opening. I think the song is moody. Uh, it, it goes along with the, with the title. Um, this is one of the few times where the lyrics are interesting. Uh, there's an awesome riff. 
these are uh, definitely the best lyrics on yeah, the album, I think. By far, yeah. Which is it's a, it's a low bar to clear considering the rest <laughs> of the album, but I still think there's actually something interesting about these lyrics. Um, I like the arrangement. The middle section um, has a lot going on, a lot of different pieces of music in there, and I really like that. like how the uh, lyrics and the music uh, both build together to create some emotion, um, which is lacking in most of the other songs. And I like the use of the choir at the end. Um, and it's I think it's a great way to close out the album. I think it's a strong song. So, you know, it's but that, you know, apparently I'm wrong because, you know, John and Eric disagree. <laughs> Didn't say you were wrong. You're Didn't say you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> No, so opinions, we all know what opinions are like. And maybe yes, it's, and that's fine. That's by the time you get to that, our ears have had a lot of Ozzy. <laughs> maybe I don't have a problem with the guitar in any of the you know, well, right track. Um, maybe I'm just maybe by the time Sharon Arden Thelma Osborne comes around, and <laughs> Batman comes around, I'm just done with the album because I'm done with Ozzy. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Ozzy, Ozzy is great when you want to listen to Ozzy. Uh, but you, you got to be in the mood to listen to Ozzy, I think. No, I have to be in the mood to, to want to listen to Randy Rhodes when I listen to Ozzy. Or Zach, or, you know what I mean, Jimmy right. Lee. Um, I probably wouldn't buy any Ozzy album if it wasn't, if he'd never surrounded himself with such great guitarists. And he has had a stable I mean, of great guitarists. I mean, oh, absolutely. Great. Randy was great. Mm -hmm. Jake was great. You know, Brad Gillis, he had there for a little while for that live yeah, album. Yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, Zach's great. You know, he's always had great guitar players. And like John said, I think Sharon has a lot to do with that, actually. But um, anyway, yeah. Well. I didn't mean to upset. I feel like I upset Dayton and I really feel bad. <laughs> you don't, hey, it makes for good content. Don't, don't, don't worry about that. Uh, no, it's, and, it's I will honestly say uh, I it's been a long time since I've been through the entire album all the way through. And, you know, like, you know, everybody else, we all knew the singles. But it was when I got to these last two songs 
that I was a little surprised and they sounded different than the rest of the album. I liked the feel on both of them. And I'm just like, you know what? These are cool. These, these have a little bit more involved than the other tracks. And I think that's why I like them the most. So, you know, the weird thing was, I don't, I think maybe in one of the emails, just something you had sent you or somebody had said, you know, of the, of the albums with Randy, which would be your favorite. And when I first read that, I thought, well, definitely Blizzard of Oz, way, way better. But listening to this one, getting ready for this podcast, I was like, oh man, a lot of these songs are really, really good. And I I mean, I still think Blizzard is slightly the better album, but it's way closer than I thought it was. All right. All right, yeah. Yeah, I, kinda... yeah, I think Blizzard is still the, the better of the two, but but this one, this one has some stuff going for it. Yeah, it's 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 close in my mind between the two. So I would absolutely love if Ozzy's current production team would take these two albums and give them a good digital remaster. Well, they actually went back they and re- re- they did. They re-recorded. They uh, kept the vocals, um, but they went oh, back no, no, in. No, not a re-record. I think just take the original track oh. and give them a modern remaster. They might not be able to. The the you know yeah. tapes are probably so old they might not be able to. Yeah, and it's possible. It's po- but I mean, like you know, Van Halen did it with their earlier albums from around the same time, and you got uh, the 2015 remasters that sound fantastic. But it's it's still just the original recordings. Yeah, but they, yeah, they have a lot fuller. Well, he's way yeah, more maybe, maybe I don't know what condition the original tracks are in, but that that's my great wish is that these albums would get uh, some sort of treatment like that. All right, I don't agree. That I mean, I do agree. That'd be a good idea to like to hear that. So, all right. So before we move on to our ratings, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our friends at the Doom Generation. Did you grow up with a lack of parental supervision? Do you know all the lyrics to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Remember Mary McCheese and the Fry Guys? Have an inexplicable love for the California Raisins? Can you remember Madonna's original face? Then you might be a part of the Doom Generation. Laugh until you cry with us each week as we stumble blindly through the memories of the movies and other random things that doomed us to be the salty, sarcastic, sardonic ladies you want to hang with. You know us. You love us. You can't f***ing live without us. Doom Generation. Available everywhere you find podcasts. All right, uh, we're back, and it's time for our ratings. Uh, our choices are never again, stream it, buy it used, buy it new, or vinyl worthy. Uh, Eric, what rating are you going to give it? Buy it used, I guess. <laughs> he was so enthusiastic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That was the exasperated gas. Was enthusiasm right there. I bought it new, like every album we were, that we're going to do on these podcasts. I buy it. It's not. It's not what you actually bought the album as. It, it's what rating do we give? Right. It? Yeah. But yeah. No, I understand. I can tell you. I, I player buy it new. If you or if you're really into really good singers, I would say stream it. You know, it's, it really depends on what you're wanting to get out of this album. Yeah, I, I think then maybe buy it used is, is the good compromise between those two opinions. And, and, and there we are. All right. Uh, John, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Eric. I'm going to say buy it used unless you're like a diehard Aussie guy, then obviously buy it new because it's going to be part of your collection. But for the average, the average Joe, like myself used is fine. All right. Tim. I'm I'm torn between buy it new and buy it used. 
Um, maybe I'm somewhere at like a, a buy it used 0.5, <laughs> somewhere kind of in between there. I really like Randy, uh, but I don't think this is the stronger of the two albums he was on with Ozzy. So I, I guess I'm going to go buy it used. All right. Um, I'm going to go with buy it new because on this revisit, I really um, enjoyed a couple of the tracks way more than I remembered. And so, and to me, there's not a song on here. I skip, I have I enjoy every track. So for me, that's, uh, you know, pretty rare. Um, we've had conversations in the you know in past where, you know, we miss those records where, you, you know, every, you know, everything's worth listening to. So, and in my opinion, I think there's, this is a pretty cons- uh, consistent record. So there we go. All right. Let's uh, spend a little bit more time discussing Ozzy. Uh, do you have a favorite or preferred decade of Ozzy, the Sabbath 70s, the Rhodes and the Jakey Lee uh, 80s, or the Zach Wild 90s and later? Eric. Well, since you grouped Randy with Jake, I'm going to say that, Eric, because they were th- those two guys would be my favorite guitar players that he's had. I like Zach. He gets a little pinch harmonic crazy sometimes. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, you know, Iomi obviously you know, is the riff Lord or whatever, whatever you want to call him. But um, I would say the, what was that? The eighties, I guess the, yeah. the Randy and Jake era. Yeah. I will say we recently saw uh black label society live and um, man, Zach, put Zach on was killer. One. God, he was one hell of a show. That was just fantastic. I'd never seen him before live and I have a, a new level of appreciation for, for him, but yeah. Wow. He's Very, a beast. He absolutely, he is. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is. I, I've been I've been catching his stuff that he's doing with Pantera right now, and yeah, oh, they man. sound really good. They do sound really good. So, all right, uh, John, favorite decade, favorite Ozzy. Uh, again, I got into Ozzy around the No More Tears era, so definitely the Zach stuff is what is what I hold dear to dear near and dear to my heart. Right. Not not to knock any of the other guys, I just was not into it that at the time, you know. I've gone back and listened to it and I can appreciate all of it. And there's an immense amount of talent in every one of those lineups, but the Zach's the one that got me into it that, and I do like some of his current stuff, like his duet with Elton John, I thought was um, really, really cool. Um, And, you know, I love his duet with Miss Piggy too. (laughs) 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 But um, yeah, the, the, the nineties is I think is when, the stars really, really aligned for him. Yeah. It helped that he was sober. Uh, Tim. Somewhat. I'm going to go with John. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Zach guy. I got into Ozzy kind of around the, the um, shot in the dark, Jakey Lee era. And I liked that a lot, but I think Zach took him to a whole different level. All right. Um, I'm agreeing with Eric and I'm going with the eighties, uh, because of mostly because Randy and Jake, uh, and like I said, I, it's, it's mostly nostalgia reasons because that's when I was first ex- really exposed to Ozzy. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that would be my choice. Um, now do you guys have a favorite Ozzy album? Hmm. I've got a I lot say- of tunes that I like, but I, I don't know that I've got an album. All right. I mean, if I had to pick just one album to listen to, man, because the thing is, I mean, probably Blizzard of Oz, but the thing is like with Jake, there's, 
you know, say the Bark at the Moon album, there's some great songs on there and there's yeah. some crap songs on there too. And that kind of <laughs> is the trend with later Ozzy too. I mean, some really yeah. killer songs and then some really hot garbage songs. Um, so like maybe like a greatest hits package that I put together myself, I think. Would be, <laughs> yeah. the way an Ozzy playlist, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Um, John, you have a favorite record or? Um, I mean, it would be a playlist more than likely, but if I had to pick an album again, and it's nostalgic reasons for that's when I got into it, it would be the no more tears. All right. All right. Same with Can you, Jim. I... I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I'd, I'd stay that too. All right. Eric. I was just going to say as a guitar player, I'm, I'm curious uh, of on this album, what would be your favorite lead, you know, out of all the songs on this album? Oh, well, mine was at the, the one he plays out on tonight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say as much as, as that's not my favorite song on the album, I I would say that's probably the best lead on the album. John. Yeah. John? It's, it's really strong. I like it. I mean, but I'm, you know, what keeps coming back in my head and against the one I'm most familiar with is over the mountain. I, it's, it's what I'm most familiar with. Um, yeah. it's what I associate with when I hear this album. So you know, I mean, with Randy, the, I really don't think there's a bad solo necessarily. Right. <laughs> you know, the solos, are, the solos are amazing on this. Yeah. He's uh, so what uh, you got favorite tracks from Ozzy's career. You got to just pop out a few. Like when you're making your playlist, what are the couple of tracks that have to go on there first? Oh, Mr. Crowley's got to go on there. Yeah, that's uh, got to go on there. Whew. Perry See, Mason. I'm, a, I'm not a fan of Mr. Crowley, actually. I love oh, Mr. Really? Crowley. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, um, I started off as a keyboard guy, so that that's a great song. Okay. I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. All right, John. Oh, geez. Um, dang it. This is tough. Um, I'm going to say, you know, from the, the more modern stuff, for some reason, Crazy Babies is popping into my head. Um, Crazy right. Babies uh, is a great tune, I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's got that okay thing that Eric loves so much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, nice. um, that I mean, but I also love his duet with um, Lemmy, you know, no more, or I ain't a nice guy after all. Okay, I, I love that song. Um, and I've heard it, I've heard the Motorhead version, I've heard the Motorhead and Ozzy version, so I don't know if that would count, but that would definitely make my playlist. Um, do we throw in the ballad with Lita? No, because no, it's so it's so overplayed. two of the worst voices. In well, it, yeah, it is overplayed. <laughs> That's two of the worst voices in metal put together. Hey, whoa, 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 oh, come, on, trash Lita. come on now. <laughs> I like Lita. I like Lita too. I don't Everyone. dislike her, but I don't like that song. All right. Eric, you got some uh, favorite tracks? Uh, as much as I like Randy and Jake, my favorite Ozzy track would be Miracle Man. All right. Um, oh, just, I forgot about that one. Yeah, good pick. Killer riff and killer solo. And I remember I learned that song years ago for some band I was in. And I remember it took me a long time to, because the solo, it's it's all basically based in, you know, pentatonic like every Zach Wild solo, but it's just it's got some really you know hard licks in it. But uh, I really like that riff. Um, I can't forget. I can't believe I forgot Crazy Train. You know what? I love Crazy Train, but whenever I watch, uh, it's not Headbangers Ball anymore on Friday night. What's it called? Uh, Metal Mania or something like that on VH1 Classic. They always play 
the live version from Tribute, and I'm so well, sick yeah. of that version and the video with Ozzy's with his short haircut, and it's in like black and white, and I'm just yeah. and they play that every week, and I'm just sick of it. So yeah, and uh, Crazy Train made it into a car commercial. So I mean, which is kind of cool because that you ne- you never would have thought that would have happened as a kid. You're you know <laughs> no. yeah right no freaking Ozzy's Ozzy's on the commercial. Um, all right, so unless you want unless you want to go with Black Sabbath. You said Ozzy, so I'm assuming you mean solo Ozzy. Uh, you could throw a Black Sabbath track out there. That's fine. Well, then. I mean, <laughs> Did I just break you? I'm sorry. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying there's, you know, War Pigs, mm. NIB. Um, yeah, yeah. Even, you know, Paranoid. I, you know, there's, I and, and I'm a really a late bloomer or whatever, getting into Black Sabbath. Yeah, I me didn't too. like Black Sabbath in high school at all. I mean, I would probably yeah. say I really got into Black Sabbath within probably the last like five or six years, probably. Yeah. I started, that's when I started buying up uh Sabbath albums for the last few years. So, but yeah, no, I, I agree. And as like I said, I kind of went backwards because I was more familiar with Ozzy and then went, uh, went backwards with it. So, right. um, so uh, with the recent, uh, his recent song, patient nine, first, let's also uh, say, you know, saddened that we lost one of our first guitar heroes and Jeff Beck just a few days ago. Uh, just, you know, it's they just keep dropping and <laughs> it's all all of our guitar heroes are yeah, yeah. yeah anyway so what do we think about uh the new ozzy the patient nine track any thoughts feelings emotions on this one uh, i don't really I care for it. it i've only played it uh a couple of times i i find so i like the zach stuff a lot i i like the jeff beck tune uh the clapton track should just uh not be heard again i think <laughs> i mean if you, want to really talk about, if you want to talk about a great guitar player just absolutely phoning it in <laughs> well, all right yeah i can not see that. sure how great eric is anymore to be honest with you i mean he was one of my first original you know guitar guys but he was the, he you was, and i that was my yeah. first rock concert was you and he, i going he hasn't to done any clapton he hasn't done anything really all that great in a long time, if you ask me. And while, you know, hey, all shout out to Jeff Beck and all that stuff like that. Very sad that he died, but I was never a Jeff Beck fan at all. I was just one of those guitar players that just never really got him, I guess. Right. Never really cared for any of his eras, really, which is which is weird because I know he's like the guitar you know the guitar hero's hero or whatever you want to yeah. say is what everybody yeah. says but for some reason i just really never got into him but and i just thing, i never really was exposed to a lot of him i tried to listen because everybody likes him so much i've tried to listen to it a lot i just don't get it but yeah i he was torn up to like last month i think or something yeah. so i think yeah. whatever whatever that you know meningitis was or whatever that got him that i mean must have came right you know out of out of nowhere so yeah well you get older you don't heal like you used to i know because i'm 50 nothing heals on me anymore so (laughs) yeah yay age okay um (laughs) as a reminder i do uh, put together a playlist uh, that will have this entire record and uh any and all the tracks uh, we mentioned as well favorites and that so it'll be in the show notes uh and also i will drop it on social media it is a spotify playlist so check it out all right uh any final words on diary of a madman I think we covered it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
All right. Uh, as always, you guys make talking uh, music a lot of fun. So I appreciate it. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for having me. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, I definitely want to take a moment to thank the listeners out there. Uh, it's, it means a lot that we have people all over this uh, blue ball that do take time out of their busy days and listen to what we have to say. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, check us out on social media on Twitter at docking base 77 pod on Facebook at docking base 77 podcast. And you can drop us an email docking base 77 podcast at gmail.com. Also go to Patreon and search docking base 77 and become a patron, help support the show uh, in other ways. We do actually have a couple recent additions to the $5 patron level, uh, Robert frequent guest. And once again, Carlos Moto, uh, thank you for your support. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm already sick to death of winter. So I'm really <laughs> hoping spring gets here in a hurry. Uh, <laughs> um, April in particular, uh, I will be at Lexicon April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. It is a board game and RPG convention. Uh, it is going to be at the Clarion Conference Center in Lexicon, Kentucky. I will drop a the website into the show notes as well. Uh, I will be there. Disney John will be there. And we will have a prototype of the board game we've been working on. So come by, stop by, play some games, and try it out. So excited about that. Next week, uh, first episode for February. I'm stepping outside my comfort level. Um, I'm having uh, Deaf Dave himself, David Wright, back again. And as well as a new guest, a co-worker of mine, Jason Bridges, we are counting down our top seven rap songs from the 80s. That will be fun and challenging. So I'm excited about that. Do yourself a favor, listen to more music. And remember, physical media is better than streaming. The Ducky Bay 77 podcast is produced and edited by Dayton Johnson, recorded with Rode Pod mics, the Zoom Pod Track P4, and edited on Audacity. Opening music provided by Eric Jason Brock. You can find him on YouTube and Bandcamp. Thank you for listening.